Mm, greetings. It's your boy Dave. We're back. Yes, I say we, the duo, Grant, Dave, back at it again, podcasting the way it should be. Um, this episode, like, it's a lot. I'm just going to warn you, it's a lot. And we catch up on a couple things you've heard a solo podcast about, but the whole nature of the podcast is we have to talk to each other about it, so give me a break. It's also our podcast, so what are you going to do about it? Um, we talk about the Kenobi finale. We talk about the boys finale. I'm giving you a warning now. We talk about some spoilers in the boys. Season three, we give one in the podcast, but it's like a little late after I spoil some things accidentally, so give me a break. Um, I briefly go over my review of Thor 4. Grant gives his review of everything, everywhere, all at once, and how I need to see that, so I will. As a team, we discuss Top Gun Maverick and Barry Season 3. I'm up to, like, Episode 5, so we talk about that. Newsfeed, we talk about the Emmys and how stacked they are, and how some shows are doing well and others get weird nominations. Um, some new shows coming up, some news about Death Note and the boys, and then we end on actual anime. Imagine that. Overlord, Vinland Saga, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Dr. Stone, the Trigun Pilot, all of those things. And then we will be back next week on a regular schedule to discuss anime in a very deep and passionate way. God, I'm bringing a lot of energy to this. I think it's because I'm exhausted. Um... We're happy to be back together. We're happy to be listening. And we'll see you soon. And or, you know what I mean. Enjoy. Just enjoy it. Hello, my compatriot. Compatriot. We're back, dude. I know. Good lord. It feels like putting on a warm sweater. Yeah. (laughs) A familiar warm sweater. I, like, for for once, I have genuine confidence that the listeners are glad that we're both back. Because while I think we both did a good job, it's not the same. No. Right? We both had guests. Thank you to all of our guests. You all did great. I'm sure you were all nervous. You know, it's like getting on The Tonight Show in the 1990s when you come on the Part-Time Otaku podcast. It's a big deal. Yeah, it, everyone crushed it. I, you, know, I, you know, I think it's common. Like, we listen back to all, all our episodes. Mm-hmm. And just, a, because we love the sound of our voices there. But, you know, just yeah. for, you know, to see the, the flow of things and all that. And I, I really enjoyed just having the guests on. I enjoy when we have guests. So it's sometimes life, when life gets in the way, it ends up uh, being a little fun for us there. Yeah, too, so. and... The amount of interest that I've had in other people saying, like, hey, wait, I thought you didn't have guests. Why haven't I been on the podcast? It's like, all right, ease up, compadre. We've had life partners and family on the yeah. podcast. Um, other than... Uh, and composers. And composers, and composers I was going to say. Show, yeah. So give me a break. Like, all these people have a direct tie to the show. But yes, we will have guests, you know, at some stage. Form a line. Yeah. Um, take a number. But man, it's good to be back. Grant and I, you know, we talked for a good 40 minutes um, catching up on life events before we got on the mic here. So we're caught up in our personal lives. We both had a we both had a very busy two weeks, very different two weeks comparatively. Yeah, definitely. Can you, 
Can you hear the cat already? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like for the first forty minutes, nothing. <laughs> Hit record. Wow. Oh, you guys were catching up off mic. Sure, I'll, I'll take a nap. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> um. Well, we're leaving that in. Like you guys know. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna edit it out. Cats and babies. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um. God. What's next? Should we just jump right in? I know we're a few weeks late, but should we just talk yeah. about Kenobi? Yeah, dude. Like, we got to catch up on a little bit. I don't want to, like, repeat too much because I no, did my no. bit on it. And I know you did talk about it a bit. But we haven't talked to each other about Kenobi or the boys. Mm. So we owe ourselves that. Let's talk about Kenobi. So, <clears throat> do you do you want to talk about the finale first or the series as a whole? Um, series as a whole, then the finale. Okay. So... I don't want to come off as, like, heavy, because I know I think you and I have been a little up and down on Kenobi, especially, you know, there's definitely yeah. some routes that we, we weren't too crazy on. I think, I do think at this point, now that it's all finished, I think we would have been fine if we had not had this, like, at all. Um, I don't really think... Half, if, glass half empty take from Grant. The rare well, one. Just, but the thing the thing is, like, it, if, this, if we were completely rating this on fan service, mm-hmm. I think the show kind of knocked it out of the park in, in, in a lot of areas. <laughs> That's like um, such a backhanded compliment. But like, this but show, like, you know, one thing it did well, fan service. But like, but it was like, you know, it was good. It wasn't indulgent like some, like, like it mm. could have been. Sure. You know, it was very grounded and it was very, it was very true to the character. Mm-hmm. But as progression and filling in the bigger picture it, it did nothing like it, it nothing was really shown to us that we didn't already know it just kind of reaps of like hey there's the familiar faces you know you know you know it is it, it, it kind of just like reaped of like social media and like you know, you know the week-to-week conversations more than like the story you know and i think just all i feel like all people are talking about are the fan service moments you know there's no yeah. like oh this is cool like what's going to come but I guess that comes to the territory because we know it was just like a, like a sideway prequel or you mm-hmm. know, sequel prequel or prequel to the sequel or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, it's um I don't know. Like it's I, I enjoyed my time with it, but it's like I don't think we needed it. Yeah, it's tough, right? I think like any time, and I am gonna I'm gonna take the short route because we have a lot to cover today. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think like when you do these projects. You have to be very mindful that you're going to like kind of holy ground. The people that are fans of these franchises have watched them at a much earlier time in their life. And if mm-hmm. you don't really nail it, like you're going to come across as like a fan fiction writer. Yes. Um, that's what it felt like. And people Honestly. will lose their suspension, their sense of disbelief or their suspension of disbelief. Like, and they start poking holes and, um, you know, like you need to treat it with respect and the best idea always has to win. And sometimes, and I, I don't have an example, but I have a, I'm confident that sometimes a great product is really put out and the fan base just isn't receptive because it's not what it was when they were kids. Sure. I don't know if that's Kenobi. I don't think so. But you know what no. I mean? I, I just mean like you're, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle, um, especially when you're coming to something 20 years later. And all these people have grown up and they all have really unrealistic expectations and flawed memories and recency biases and all that bullshit. 
So Kenobi may be doomed to fail from the from the outset. Really not helped by the lackluster writing. Like I think mm-hmm. we just gotta call that what it is. Absolutely. Plot weak story little weak um is it fair to say we both agree ewan mcgregor's performance pretty great though that, yeah absolutely and that's i stand out i think for me the only like true bitterness i have is why was this not just strictly an obi-wan show like i didn't yeah. need all this you know like the fill it just felt like it was a bunch of filler that they were trying to show like show off as like bigger deals than it was well this is what you so know? this is what i said in my solo review and i was like i wonder if grant will disagree but it was like you know this should have been a, just a, if you cut out rava yeah um this is just a good kenobi movie maybe mm-hmm. and i'm not you know joining in on the hate for that character but it feels like she was written to be a foil to kenobi that isn't vader right and like she showcases mm-hmm. some of that world building about like the inquisitor stuff that a lot of people haven't seen and i get all that but it just feels like she's filling up the page a lot mm-hmm. and is 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 one of the many instruments that they use to just elongate the duration of the show that really doesn't play a huge bearing on Kenobi and his journey and Vader's journey throughout the show. I, I don't know. It just didn't feel necessary. And I think if you cut that, you can maybe restructure this into a decent movie. Oh yeah, because I think there's our you know to to no one's surprise. I think there's like a already really popular fan edit out right now, yeah. which would be fascinating to watch. And yeah. I'm wondering if that would like change just my temperature on on the whole thing. <sighs> yeah, um, because at the end of the day, it's you know fan edit is what was there. Like you know and mm-hmm. you know you've said it a thousand times, you know on the show, like you know the edit is a completely is a whole experience of its own right like it can yeah. make or break a movie it can completely change the tone like yeah they say you make yeah. a movie three times one with, exactly when you write it once when you direct it and then again in the edit so like you know it's i will never say this was inherently bad because it was not no. there was lots of no, no, no. you know excellent moments and this and that but it was just it just felt unnecessary by the end of it even after the awesome you know, fan service you know, finale. Yeah. It was just kind of like, we didn't need this. Yeah. Like, we, we, we really didn't. Um, but uh, great, great, you know, showdown between Vader and Kenobi. Like, well, yeah. You know, I'm not, not going to sit here and be an we asshole. Should like, briefly, we, should, we should briefly touch on the finale yeah. because it's probably the best episode <laughs> of the whole show. Right? Yeah, by far. By they far. definitely stuck the landing and I think they won me and a lot of people over in that moment. Like, to your point, does the finale justify like, the entire show and the way it's formulated? Probably not for me, but I, I might be. I might be. I might differ from you here. I think I'm glad that I saw it. Like I feel better having seen that last confrontation. I recognize it's quite fan servicey, but I like I never saw a lot of the Clone Wars stuff. Sure. Um, so I was unaware of the parallel between the whole Ahsoka thing and and all that Ahsoka mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I just thought like the way they did the whole uh, dual audio voice thing between james Earl jones and hayden christensen we've just never really seen vader like that with hayden christensen behind the mask and his voice and he's this far separated and so far gone like they did a really good job there um Mm -hmm. in that scene in that final confrontation i was pretty happy with that it's funny because it was cutting between a remarkably pointless chase between rava and luke (laughs) Um, and it was like, yeah. I mean, I care about one of these things. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole showdown between like uh, 
is it uh uncle ben brew uncle ben and brew right it's <laughs> not uncle ben is it uh brew and anyway uncle owen and uncle brew. owen yeah um, <laughs> just throw it i can't like all right well this is fine uh, another fucking lightsaber buried on tatooine whatever that whole scene screamed like the marvel shows y- yeah yeah um so i don't know man like seven out of ten <laughs> It's funny, yeah, right? Like, can, sure. can a show be so complex and have so much going on, but still end up with such a like wildly average score? Like, I don't know what to say. But the thing, there wasn't that much going on in this show. I think that's giving it too much. Like, it was no. Very... I just mean, there's so much to say about it as a Star Wars. Oh, fan. okay. Because sure, the, yeah, yeah. The, the universe they're putting it in, like you put those expectations on the show, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's an uphill battle. Like, I don't know, man. I think anything would. Anything involving Ewan McGregor, like the Obi-Wan character, I think emotionally was very on brand. Yeah. And, you know, for me as like, you know, I love all the Clone Wars stuff and the Rebel stuff, you know, the the catharsis, there's some really good cathartic moments of like, you know, revolving around, you know, Vader and Ahsoka and we didn't really have like the Obi-Wan stuff and, and, and yeah. Vader. So having this was like, it felt genuine. It felt on par as like, you know, that big moment from Clone Wars or the big moments from Clone Wars. So, like, that was nice, but it's, you know, I just wanted Obi-Wan. That's all I wanted. And it just, they can't help it. It's the mouse. They can't help themselves. They we just got load pieces it, load of it, that, load it, load it in. Yeah. Right? It, it is funny, though. Like, when you when you trim the fat, there really is a movie here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It really feels, because, you know, Ewan McGregor was fairly open about the process of making the show and about, like, oh, at one point it was a movie, then it was, like, a couple, then it was a show, and it was, like, it really feels like, um, Disney did the same thing that they did with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier here, which was like, mm. I don't know if this movie would do super well, but we are trying to launch our own streaming service, and that seems like a good idea for that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they just kind of pigeonholed it into this one thing because it like fit their goals at that time. I, I don't know, but gotta, gotta get them subscribers. Yeah. Um, okay, the boys. Um, All right, let's swing this to a completely opposite direction and a positivity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think we might differ here, actually. This is fun. Okay. We never differ, you know. They, that's what they say, you know, good conversation is about conflict. So sure. I'm just going to start throwing yeah. slurs at you the moment you disagree with me. I felt a little bit opposite about The Boys that I did Kenobi in that I thought the season was fantastic and the finale just a slight letdown. Okay, well, we're on the same page there. Fine. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a letdown. I wouldn't call it a letdown, but I, I think this is the strongest season yeah. by far. I'm I'm very openly upset that like not once did Butcher say diabolical. Like and just good just point. Complete, I was waiting for it all season, um, but uh, so that that was a bummer. And so they lose points there. But uh, no, I think I I cannot wrap my head around how well made this show is. Like, yeah. The <laughs> the subject matter what you know the, the like the messaging the like what they're trying to do in this superhero world it honestly is kind of shameful like in contrast to and i know it's like it's tech it's apples and oranges i know it's both superhero stuff compared to marvel or dc but like but it's a critique it's laughable right? yeah it's it's a critique but like it's crazy that the critique is more realistic and like more superheroish than that stuff is you know it's yeah. like you know it's it's crazy to me. Like it's uh, every episode, I was just kind of like blown away. Of like, holy cow! Like they went. This there. is it. Like they, they well, they always go there. It's just like the um, 
when this... noir goes to like the cartoon world like he, like the voices in yeah. his head yeah <laughs> like, leo came in the room she's like i thought you were watching the boys and i'm like, like i, I am, am. <laughs> like, oh so good but yeah the finale i do i i i'm not let down it just kind of feels like there was it was really pushing to like a big moment it kind of just feels like a little deflated yeah at the end well this like, is it the problem been a bigger right? explosion you if know? they were pushing or hitting eights and nines all season long and then they land on like a seven mm-hmm. or an eight you know week eight or something like it's gonna people will make a bigger deal out of it than than it is it, but it was a slight drop off at least it just felt like some of these stakes didn't really work and like some things they kind of like you said they kind of let the air out of it like they walk back Maeve's death and soldier boy's really Soulja just boy sort too. of yeah. where he started spoiler warning um sorry about yeah, that. spoiler warning for the boys we'll but, hit you up top, guys. yeah yeah we will hit, hit you up top. good point um but you know like uh, you know i don't know like it feels like where they went with homelander at the end of the series or uh, season is like where they've always wanted to go so that should be fun mm-hmm I don't know. Um, it, it does feel like they were springboarding into season four. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it was like, we're going to have yeah. this big finale, but it's like, well, we're going to put that on hold because like, the real finale is going to be you know next season kind of thing. Yeah. It's just kind of the vibe. Like, the, in, the, in, the, in the closing moments, that's very much the vibe I was getting. Yeah, they were really jump cutting to like, we need to tie this bow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We need to go here, do that. We need to resolve these arcs, get everybody ready for some new shit. So, I don't know. Like, it, the finale was busy. It was fine. But what a fantastic season of TV. Like, so good. my God, watch that if you haven't seen The Boys. Like, the, that shit is so fun. Also, like, some of my favorite moments this season were uh, Frenchie and Kimiko. Like, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, every time he's like, Mocha, you know, like, <laughs> just like, it's, you know, he's wanna, you just want to give him a hug. Like, they're honestly two yeah. of the saddest characters on TV, uh... I think, right now. Um, and you know, and like MM, like it's just it's it's one of those shows where the characters, like even though like they are kind of deplorable, like even like mm-hmm. the good ones, you're just like fuck, man, like get away from like the whole season was just like you wanted MM to get away from everything, and you know you wanted to, you know he always gets dragged back in, and like fuck, a lot of these characters are better than their counterparts, right? Oh my god, and like they're all you know they're always trying to make the right decision, and it just you know it's it's not like a wholly original show. Like, I feel like that's the problem with satires. Like at the end of the day, we know exactly what they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. So like you see a lot of the stuff coming, but just, it never ceases to, to amaze me. Like, what do you at, make of that. some of the criticism that it got too political? Do you think that's overblown? Do you think it's fair? I asked Sam that on our solo episode. No, I don't think, I don't think it's overblown at all. I think the current, you know, political climate and just kind of like just the, the way the world is right now you kind of just you have to like blatantly point the finger because either people are too dumb to fucking realize the mm-hmm. fingers being pointed at them you know or, or people just can't get that you know that they're being made fun of because it deservedly a lot of these people should be um yeah, the celebrity <laughs> imagine oh. thing oh my god i couldn't believe they fucking did that i was like you guys this is absurd i was was it but you i guys, loved it you guys were saying it like some of them that were in the original video yeah, i think Pat oswald or something <laughs> So, I mean, I appreciate that. You know what yeah. I mean? No, it's... I don't know. It's the... Also, like, hero... Like, the hero-gasm scene. And also, like, I think... Ugh. The hero-gasm was funny. But, like, Frenchie afterwards... Like, there's the moments of, like... I'm never gonna live this down. I never... Like, it's yeah. over. Like, it's never coming back. <laughs> you know? Also, like, Jensen Eccles. Like, I've, ne- I've never seen him. I've never watched Supernatural. 
Same. I have no, I have no connection to that guy at all. Like Leanna, you know, she watched Supernatural for years, and she was like, "Oh shit, he's he's in this." I'm like, "Yeah," like so I'm, I'm excited to see him. And that dude just came in like fucking like you know like big swinging dick, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this dude's hilarious. So like, you know the story on him, eh? Like I I can't remember if I found this out after or before or during the podcast that I did a week or two back with Sam, but. Mm. Some of the history there is, you know, Supernatural was, like, a thing. It was big, yeah. I think. And oh, it's huge. He yeah. did... He's been working. Like, he's done plenty of shit. But I don't think he's landed anything big like this... Sure. ...in quite a while. And you know who apparently he was fucking, you know, like, coming off a big show? And by the way, Eric Kripke, the guy that show runs The Boys, also show ran Supernatural. Yes, I think you guys mentioned that last yeah. Time, yeah. So, you know who... Uh, Jensen Eccles is fucking losing roles to left and right. Who's oh. going up against in auditions coming off that show? It's fucking Chris Evans, because of course. Oh, of course, yeah. So like, because they, I mean, look at them, right? It makes sense. He he was up for Captain America, miss that. So there's all these like his career just cooled. It felt like he just wanted that role. And anyway, like it's dope that he came back and nailed this because he did so well oh, in this uh, in this part. There's scene. There's the scenes where I think they're looking for. Um, it's like the mind guy, one of the guys from Payback. It's towards the end of the scene. Oh god, and yeah. Butcher Butcher gets sucked in, and think like, the whole time like he's like paranoid, and he's like, "Do you hear that?" And like it, that's like a joke yeah. you see you see a lot before, but it was just it, it felt like new when he was doing it, and they're like, "Dude, like dude, like you're fucking high." Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not. And then they, he said, yeah, PTSD. He's like, I don't have fucking gel shock. He's just like, when he explodes on you. Dude, <laughs> that, that and like, like, like these little things. He's like, oh, hero gasm. I started it with a girl named Liberty, who was fucking Stormfront. <laughs> was, we were hanging out with Bill Cosby. He's American's grandfather. <laughs> Made some strong fucking drinks, though. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, of course. It's so funny because, you know, when we were... I feel like I was like always like behind like two episodes with with the boys for the most part like for a couple weeks there. So there was like a couple a couple episodes I was like watching back to back, and Leanna and I were also watching the newest seasons of Stranger Things, like kind of in tandem. Mm-hmm. And Paul Reiser's in both, mm. uh, and like <laughs> just like we go from like Paul Reiser in like Stranger Things being like the nice fatherly scientist, he's trying to you know watch out for uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character there, Eleven. Oh, and yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it cuts to like him in this, and he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, the night wasn't a total rip off. He's like, I got to finger bang this person, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, it's just like so deplorable and like over the moon. It's just like wow, it's it's just, it, two different words. It's crazy. Like, I find the boys is like a really good reminder of range, of range exactly. Like yeah. you know, you, you it's sometimes you know people just get to say whatever the fuck they want. And, Apparently, like yeah, yeah but Jensen Ackles just calling his agent his manager be like are, are you sure i should do this because like the stuff they're asking me to do is pretty <laughs> fucked up I, there's a lot of scenes in there where i'm like yeah I, I get it um okay those are supposed to be quick recaps we're 20 minutes in sue me <laughs> it's the boys sue me um okay i'm gonna give a quickie review of thor 4 no spoilers because you have not seen it correct what's that thor 4 yeah no no i have not i i know i know i'm aware of the temperature of the movie yeah anything of it i have no idea thor love and thunder directed by taika watiti i think i don't want to call myself like a seer or a future predictor but i do think it might even be on record on this podcast 100 percent. i know yeah i can picture the conversation i think i just said like the only thing that worries me about this is like 
it's really hard to recreate lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what Ragnarok was. And, like, don't come at me and be like, oh, you guys are pretentious with your reviews, giving things seven, giving things seven out of ten. It's like, no, it's like, read the room, you know, it's a seven is not bad. A seven is not bad. It's just not Ragnarok. I think that's, that's what it is. I think there's like, there's really good comedy. Um, Christian Bale is great. It's cool that they got him to do this. Um... I was, is it a big part or is it like a no, minor villain? Like, yeah, if you're asking me, like, nah, it's he's not in the movie a ton. Really? Um, yeah. You know, two things: double-edged, uh, double-edged sword. Um, we talked about how this movie was two hours or under two hours, just under, and it was like Marvel's shortest film in like five years, which is like crazy to think that everything they've been making is over two hours. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Really love that. Mm-hmm. quick watch like i appreciated it i might even watch it again like once it hits whatever because like it's an easy watch um but the un- like the back side of that is it felt like maybe that might have been like a studio note because mm-hmm. like they rush quite a bit really? um the ending is rushed as fuck and then mm-hmm. like there's just some weird shit in the edit that definitely could have been rejigged i don't know some scenes are way too long like i don't know like it this um and it's tricky because i don't want to like get in your head and like taint your own experience you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. with the audience if you haven't seen it i would just say it also has some of my favorite vfx work in any thor film or uh, any mcu film like they have some really truly stunning and beautiful shots in this Hmm. um but no i think that you know not to like i'm sure i'm parroting some fucking headline out there but it just seems to really struggle to juggle where they want to go with comedy and also like trying to make a mcu movie um that like probably has to check off quite a few disney related boxes and that it just i think the result is it feels a little bit disjointed Hmm. um but a fun watch um hemsworth is great you know the guardians are you know as seen on the poster and on the in the trailers there he's got that that role on lock by this point you know like he's yeah do you think he like in this did he like kind of lean too much into like the goofy thor that kind of came out of ragnarok or is it still kind of semi-stoic well it that's it, that's not spoilery but like again uh, th- my opinion is that i think the entire movie leaned too much into that i think like really? they wanted to make like i don't like yeah if you just uh think about what taika does and who he is and think about those shorts that they put out mm. you remember when they when he got announced and they put out those shorts about thor living in australia mm. with a regular yeah. guy like it's yeah. the movie's like that but then they're oh, like, oh, but also, we got to save the world. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think they, they struggle, but they do do some really cool shit. There is um, some, you know, like, genuine comic that even that I'm aware of. Some genuine comic uh, storylines that are, like, used that are pretty fun that I didn't think I would get to see on screen. I, I don't know. Like, there's good in there for sure. That it's a seven, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I don't Ragnarok isn't a ten, but it was like an eight, eight and a half. I think like the what we're learning, you know, like vis a vis fucking Kenobi, is it. It seems to be there's a really big difference between good and great. Sure. And this was good, you know what I mean. Yeah. Which is unfortunately a step down from Ragnarok, but nowhere near as bad as let's say the Dark World. 
But you know what? I'll say, like, when I saw Ragnarok in theaters, like, you know, like everyone else, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've i struggled to try and rewatch it. Like, again, I'm not trying to, like, knock Ragnarok mm-hmm. down by any means, but I think that was, for me, that was, like, a one-time view. Like, I don't... Yeah. The, the re... I think the jokes that were made... Like, the surprise moments, like, you know, the cast out of the bag at that point, like, it's hard to, like, really... Mm-hmm. I find to, like, you know, grab onto that stuff again. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe if love and thunder is kind of relying on comedy and moments like that again like everyone's kind of used to it at that point yeah you know, it's weird cause, well because what we had was it um because then you have the guardians too right like it's it's kind of like yes they kind of work in tandem but it might be too much of one a good thing potentially like i said i haven't seen yeah. it but yeah there, there's some stuff in there that i'm you know i wouldn't say like rush but like you should see this movie because i'm curious about oh your i'm thoughts. definitely gonna see it yeah um yeah anyway so that's that's Thor, um, you know, more MCU coverage coming, kind of like whenever something really... Was the theater busy when you saw it? No. Not, no. not even a little bit. Really? Yeah. And Damn, and I'm not, again, this is just my experience, but like, you could, like a lot of jokes fell flat. A lot. Really? Could have been the theater, you know? Like, I... Though, like, we did see it at, like, fucking 8 p.m. Like, I don't know why or, you know, like, it should have been decent. Yeah. Now, that now you know, don't knock that because, like, it's still the number one movie in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's still making the majority of the money in the box office right now. So, could have just been where I was. I don't know. Hmm. But, like, there's also that whole mob mentality about, laugh, about laughs, right? Like, sure. when it's packed and there's, like, a little ripple, it can kind of it take erupts. over, turn into, yeah. a ra- tr- turn into a wave. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe just not enough butts and seats for my particular showing. Hmm. All right. Over to you. More movie stuff. More movie stuff. Okay. Do you want Do you want the Top Gun talk, or do you want the uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once? I did a solo one. You do a solo one. Tell me about okay. Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, Dave, I, you know, I, I wasn't kidding in, uh, you know, the, my brief moment last week there on the pod. Like, I, I think you have to see this movie. Um you know, I don't want to blow too much smoke up this movie's ass because, you know, a lot of people say, like, you know, it's one of the best movies of the year and, you know, it's, you know, it's truly like, you know, changing the scene. Like, I've, I've read all things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with a lot of it. Um, I th- As a fan, I think you and I are just like fans of how movies are made and like yeah. the work that goes into them. This movie is, I think, one of the better blends of little bit of cgi trying to do as much as you can practically Mm -hmm. um dave it's a multiverse movie so like it's okay it's again i don't want to get into the minutia of it because it's something you have to watch you have to see for yourself i knew this movie was a big deal i went like absolutely zero dark on it i I, was just like head down i haven't even seen a trailer it don't don't nice. like go in blind and that's the thing too i knew all i heard was like a like a poster for it and people talking about how good it was and how it's going to ch- you know change the way you see movies and like interesting it's, it's it's not that but like i think it's a incredible movie it's one of my favorite movies this year by far probably in in the past five years i will say damn um incredibly well acted the just the stunts and the action and the goofiness and just the the quirkiness of it and then at the core of the movie, it's an emotional story about family and learning to like, you know, give people boundaries and, and learning to let go and like and when not to let go. It's Dave, it's it is Dude, such a made trip. for pennies, I'm reading. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Twenty five million dollar budget. 
Did you ever watch um, Swiss it's Army Man? Nothing. No, the Daniel Radcliffe one, and uh... so it's the same directors. Oh yeah. Uh, it's uh, they're called the Daniels. It's uh, oh yeah. You mentioned da- that da- Daniel Kwan and Daniel. Uh, is it Reichardt? I-, I apologize about the other Daniel Schneider. But, um, Schneider. So it's it's awesome and like in crazy performances. Um, Michelle Yeoh, who's like the lead. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. grown up with this woman. Like she's yeah, been I've seen her in too in, much. Oh my god! Like every like great you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And, so like, good in that. She's she's like she you know she's just been like a staple on my tv my whole life you know and it was produced by the russo brothers (laughs) and that's the thing too like you know because there's like you know right now there's a lot of talk about like the gray man like people are dunking on this gray man movie they have coming yeah they're 0 for 2 post mcu eh? (laughs) and it's like like, how funny is that it's well the thing is like i keep seeing quotes of like of them saying that you know like we don't mind doing like the big budget movies and da 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 if we get to like help make or we get to make like cool stuff and this is the cool stuff. And if they make some shitty Netflix movies yeah. and that no one cares about, but they can help make like genuinely good film like films to be made, then I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. But, um yeah, I know this is movie. Is this thing still in theaters? Um it was like Did you it see was, it in a theater? No, I, I had to I had to wait to to rent it. Oh, okay. Um, so at home. Um but uh I, I it was around here for a week and I missed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of I yeah, was a little bummed with that. It would have been great to see in theater for sure. Yeah, it looks um, like it's playing at like small like indie theaters near me, which is interesting. Yeah, and in yeah, for sure in, in the city you'd be set there. But it's it's awesome, awesome, awesome movie. Huh. But um, the uh, it's weird too because like you know because it's you know they're like a you know Chinese American family and like a lot of the movies and like they they're speaking I think they're speaking Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I had the subtitles on, you know, it says like speaking Mandarin, but like you don't, it doesn't go into what they're saying to each other. Oh, really? You, I love yeah, that. So you, you can kind of see them like having like these emotional moments, and they're upset with each other, and they're trying to get like an emotion across, and then it, like it'll kind of cut to like a different multiverse. It, it's it's very all like happening at this, you know, like as the, the name. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how it's such a confined movie and it gets so big. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And like huh. Jamie Lee Curtis just like does not give a fuck. Like she is, so, oh, I I love her. Like she's so good in this. her and Jenny Slate apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. Jenny Slate wasn't that. Also very very small. Jenny I'm just Slate looking at like the wiki facts. I haven't even read anything yeah. about the synopsis, but that's but, interesting, uh, man. No, it's it's a really good. I think I think you and Sam, if you, the two of you, would absolutely love this movie. It's mm, it's, it's, it's short too. It's like two hours. Two twenty. And. Uh, like I, well, you know, with the baby, I had we had to stop. I missed like the last thirty minutes. We fell asleep. We we're so exhausted, of and I course. had to rent it again the next day <laughs> just to watch the last thirty minutes. But uh, no, it's I, I highly recommend it for one out of ten rating from you. I know you don't like have to, you don't have to, mm. but I'm just curious if you have a number that comes to mind. Eight five, Solid. eight five nine. So yeah. a great movie. Like I think it's a great earlier movie. discussion. Absolutely, yeah. No kidding. Like for a movie, especially a movie that's so small, they can do so much on such yeah. a limited, you know, I say limited budget, but you know what I mean. No, like, but 25 is fucking pennies, dude. Like in, tw- in 2022 when inflation, you know, a loaf of bread is like $100 million <laughs> right now. You are going to, when you watch this movie and you see what they do, it's going to blow your mind that it only costs them $25 million. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Dude, I think the first Deadpool was like the bare minimum and I think it was 69 Holy million. Cow. Like, I, like, 25 is so absurdly small. I want, I almost wonder if it's wrong, but it's on their wiki, so I don't know what to say. That's crazy. Good for yeah. them. And it oh, and yeah. it doesn't look cheap apparently. And I mean, look at the cast. Yeah, oh yeah, like it's well, Shelly O, yeah. 
the I, I I'm I'm blanking on his name, but the guy was in the husband character uh, was in uh, Indiana Jones. Like he was like the young Damn, like dude. short round, and I don't think he. Apparently, there's a couple really good interviews like around this, and he was kind of. Um, I think he was getting annoyed back in the day. He was kind of getting like typecasted into like, you know, kind of like along the lines of, uh, you know, the roles that you'd be given like don't exactly paint <laughs> him as like you know, you know, yeah. like him in a good light. It was kind of like you know stereotypical like maybe borderline racist roles. Yeah. Um. You know, like butt end joke roles kind of thing, and he kind of like walked away. And I guess he was in behind. Uh, he went behind the camera and all that. And I guess he got pissed off when Crazy Rich Asians came out. And he was like, that should be me. He's like, I want to be in that fucking movie. And like a week later, started doing like um, uh, auditions again. And he got this. Oh, no So way. like, good, good for him. So like, he, he was so awesome in this. Oh, my that God. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, range. Like, similar to the boys. Like, what people do. Like, they get to play all these fun characters in this movie. Oh, it's, it's Dave, it's a total trip. It's, it's really, really cool. All right. Okay. I will. I'll endeavor to see it as soon as soon as I can. Yeah. Um. Okay. I want to talk about, or you know what? Let's talk about Top Gun Maverick now. Sure. Because then we can won't discuss. Be huge, won't be huge talk for me, I think. Yeah, and then too much to say. we can talk about um about Barry and also the Emmys because I think they. I kind of want to pair those two things because like I have a lot to say or just I have a lot of questions. I'm very confused. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Top Gun Maverick. I saw it weeks ago. You saw it recently? I saw it, yeah, a couple of days ago. Last week. Okay, so it's fresher for you. I'll, I'll start and say that I felt like... I think I saw it with my dad as well. It's definitely one of those movies, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if Top Gun was... The original was part of your childhood. Sometimes it's nice to go back, right? Mm. Um, I thought that movie, in a word, in a couple words maybe, was like unapologetically itself yeah oh my god dude. <laughs> like they didn't try to mod like they i guess you could argue they modernized a couple things but that was- i wouldn't know because I, I haven't seen the original that is one of the like one of oh my, my god, like, major blind spots so fucked yeah it's yeah. the same movie but like or maybe not the same but that's an 80s movie in 2022 uh, you, does that yeah, make sense it, what, without having seen the original it is 100%. You can feel it being an 80s movie for sure. Like the over-the-top rock soundtrack while he rides the motorcycle down a fucking layway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like those shots are in the same... Are in the, are, are in the original movie. Um, you know, the romantic plot, the whole pilots like not jiving and then they jive mm. and then they're friends you know what i mean like they do the mission then they do the yeah. mission yeah back in the 80s you could like specify who the enemy was now it's like too political we got in the car early and i was like so who's the enemy yeah yeah you're not allowed no we can't say russia that's too real they'll genuinely get pissed off the climate is too warm right now yeah. we, can't, we, can't, we can't point fingers we cannot be shooting down russian planes in movies that is yeah. things are so sensitive yeah okay so what what did you think so um i liked it like it was i cannot believe you didn't see the fucking first one that's absurd yeah it's just it's just like a random little blind spot you know like yeah i've seen enough (laughs) you know i'm not gonna beat myself up over this one but like it's true i i i enjoyed the movie like that's the thing too like i know goose died in the first one i know meg ryan was in it somewhere Mm -hmm. you know like i know um you know like i know him and like val kilmer beefed and they became friends, and you know, like so, like I, I, you know, just 
the weight of the original movie is like so heavy so heavy and so well known it's like you know right so like it's not like i went in absolutely blind but i will say if i had watched this at home i probably wouldn't care for it that much this is 100 percent movie theater theater movie movie. theater movie theater movie um you know it was just good like there were some great scenes and at the end of the day even if i didn't like this movie i have to give it mad respect because movies like this do not get made anymore and these are movies that i love and they do not do this well and they don't do this well so like Bravo to Tom Cruise and his like it, I don't know if you like when for me when it opened up it was like we had like a one on one with Tom Cruise for like thirty five seconds yeah yeah and he's like it was almost like you're fucking welcome you know and I was like good for you Tom <laughs> like it was just like you know yo it's the best opening of his career oh yeah like it's it's like I said the stuff in it like the the shit with the planes it was so fun like the majority of the movie it's all real eh for I I no 100%. fucking CG. well there was like it was there's one scene that involved like a plane and I remember going like, ah, I gotcha. That one. Oh, you got one. <laughs> that one. That one's not real. <laughs> you know? like, but like that shit was awesome. But the second it was down on the ground and it was like the, the personal stuff and the relationship stuff, it was just like, I kind of don't care. It was also the one thing I will say, it was nice to see Tom Cruise with like an age appropriate relationship. Yeah. That was, that I, was like I'll give not him that. on brand. I'll <laughs> give like, him that. That's not yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not going to go after Cruz specifically because I don't know his movies very well. I think he was the be- he was the best one in, in the movie. Like, but what I'll say about the romance thing is like in general, yeah, the action star is not with a woman his age. Yeah. Um I don't know if Tom Cruise has love interests in like the Mission Impossible movies because it seems like he just does those oh, now. Oh, definitely. Definitely and then, does. And this. But I will say yeah. those movies are better than this. Like that last the last yeah. Fallout, the last Mission Impossible movie blows this out of the water, in my opinion. Um, They're just so different, though. That's the thing. It feels like he knew. Like It does feel like the same blueprint, because it's like Christopher McQuarrie apparently rewrote a lot of this script. Interesting. So, like, he's very heavily involved in, like, you know, he's like, him and Tom are kind of, like, running the show with the Mission Impossible movies now. Yes. And, you know, he was kind of brought in on this, and, like, you can f- it felt Mission Impossible to me, like, mm-hmm. all, all over the movie, just like the way it was shot, and... And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it just, it's very surprising to me, dude, because when, when's the last time a movie that wasn't Marvel made over a billion dollars, especially coming out of the pandemic? I know, like, there's still lots going on, but, like, box office not being what it was a couple years back. And I think the other trend that this has bucked is that, like, when people come back for a sequel several decades later, it almost never lands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't, I, I can't think of many off the top of my head, but think about like the Ghostbusters remake and, and all these things like people, audiences are so fucking fickle. Like we we're talking about Thor four, right? Mm-hmm. Ragnarok's barely five years old and people are like, fuck this thing. Like it's not Ragnarok. Like, you know what I mean? Like tr- coming back and doing half as well and having people not tear you apart, I think is so hard. Mm-hmm. And Maverick just seemed to please everybody, which is absurd. Yeah, it's like it's it's a good movie, you know, and like the Val Kilmer shit that was so sad to see. Like, good for him to like, yeah, because you know, that's like all real. Right? Yeah, it's I not know. like a it's not like a like a choice. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's um, but I I stand by one hundred percent. I'm glad. Like, I would have been disappointed at home. Um, I yeah. do think it's a little overhyped. Like what I've read and the way people talk about it, as if it's like you know breaking ground, and by no means does it do that because it feels like yeah. it's a, it's a repeat of the previous movie. But it's awesome. Like, yeah. It's really cool. Like, I, I think... There's a, 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, there's just a couple moves they do with planes. Or, you know, like the, the F-18s or whatever. Also, okay. Nitpick. Why? You're trying to tell me, like, the United States government, their military, who, like, has every tool, like mm-hmm. toy in the shed. Why don't? Why didn't they have those super jets that, like, the enemy had? Oh. But to me, that's even, like, the know. biggest, like, glaring of, like, uh, we're America. Like, we have all the cool shit. Like, yeah, why don't no we idea. have that? Maybe, no. yeah, I don't know. Like, I know, I'm sure there's, like, a military podcast that's like, oh, actually, it's true to life because in this instance, you have to fly with a long-distance bomber and they're not supposed to be oh. maneuverable compared sure. to fighter jets that they're going to have on defense. I, I don't fucking know. Maybe there's some weird explanation for that. I, that's a shot in the dark. Yeah, well, but, when you say it, it kind of makes sense. But, like, yeah, there's to your point... It's kind of a basic feel-good movie. It's just that when you say this is the movie you want to make, it's hard to believe that it's going to be good. Mm. And it is good. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so appropriately good that like it really swept everybody up. And like if this movie is a 7, it's making it people feel like it's like a fucking 8 mm. or a 9 because there hasn't been a movie like this do this well where it sort of takes over the culture. Mm-hmm. In a long time, especially in time, it's refreshing. It's yeah, so it's, refreshing. this was a very, very refreshing watch. Yeah, so I'm super stoked on it. it on, you know, it's going to sound so weird because, um, and you guys were talking about it a couple weeks ago. This has got me jazzed up for Avatar. Yeah, you know, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm, I have curiosity with Avatar. I'll pay to see it. I'm so excited for it. I, <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling, dude. Like, I might just go. I just. I was gonna say maybe we'll just get drunk and see it. No, mm. I, I don't know what I want to do about Avatar. Like I'm gonna see it. That's my next joint for sure. I need to know what the hell James Cam- James Cameron is up to. That's my problem. You know what I mean? I want to get him in a room and go, "What's going on in that brain of yours? What are you so amped up about all the time?" He spent so much time in the fucking sea. I just want. I just want. I want to see what he took from the sea and like put into this movie. That's what I'm excited. And about. I'm down for that. Like I'm. Yeah. You know, you've got me, like, you have a good track record, let's play, let's party, show me what you've learned on the other side of the ocean. But, like, if this thing fucking sucks, <laughs> after all the build-up and this absurd schedule that he has planned. But, like, th- that's all just been, like, you know, hot air. Like, the marketing campaign has not even started for this thing. Mm-hmm. The temperature might be different in, like, you know, because that's supposed to come out, what, December, I believe? Or December, year, January? Yeah. So like in October it's gonna like rev up probably actually not only probably September maybe end of August September October it's really mm-hmm. gonna start revving up for you know the the holiday season. I bet you like then you know we'll be like oh, okay well that seems a little iffy but like I'm not I'm not playing with the trailers I want to go in blind I want to you know I want my I'm sure we're all gonna get blown away in one way or another like the first maybe. one was like say what you want about the first one it was like a technical showpiece yes he was doing really cool things and if you didn't like pocahontas in space then you know you got okay. some cool shit but to here's at. i think here's my beef and everybody's beef is like that movie was great and i debuted all that 3d technology and it was great and it's like highest grossing when you adjust for inflation and all that shit like it's it you know and i take nothing away from it i think what is maybe a little bit confusing to me and some other people out there and i recognize he's been doing like real life shit is that like how do you parlay that and be like, oh, this one movie did well when this technology was brand new and I got to do Pocahontas in space? Let's do four more. Twenty years later. But I don't recall the three D being like the reason you had to see. Oh, it totally was. It to- that was absolutely like, that responsible was like, for fifty percent of their box office. I would argue. 
but I, I think it was the only way to see it. Like, yeah, I know, but it, it was kind of like, like they, 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 it was like the first movie though. down that way. Was it the first one? Yeah, it was the first like largely blockbuster movie that was quote like optimized around the release of 3D, and that's like how it was marketed. Like you don't get to do that twice. Hmm. No, and and sure. now 3D has like gone the way of the dinosaur. But like now, I'm not saying that like this movie's gonna suck because they don't have some other form of technology to like parlay into it. And like it was a great movie. I'm not shitting on it in that respect. I'm I think it earned all of its dollars very fairly. I just think it's confusing how we go from that to let's do four more over the next thirty years. But I'm not gonna show you any of them for twenty. It's confusing. We'll have to wait and see. I can't. I cannot wait to sit and talk to you yeah, with about Avatar. <laughs> I'm gonna come in with my mind made up before I see a single frame. I'm like, you know what? I told you to be shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Um, yeah, I, James Cameron. I wish you nothing but success. He's gonna get it. You He's watch Mark Howard's. It. it will make over a billion dollars comfortably. I'm sure. It's gonna be obscene. <laughs> okay. Um, God, we're at 45. Berry? Yeah, let's talk. Okay, let's do Barry's news. Pot. I'm in no. I'm not. I'm not Russian. I know it's just, but I, you know, I don't have unlimited time. I mean, I may not have a newborn, but I've got a, I've got a fur baby. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So, I want to talk about Barry. I'm only halfway through. You know, I had a really hard time on vacation, so I didn't get a ton of time to watch it. Sure. I'm on season three, episode five, and I think that I'm just gonna echo what I've said last couple times i've mentioned about it is that i think in general the filmmaking quality is just better yeah. i think like uh bill Hader's really becoming a like premier triple a rated director it feels like he's like figuring out film school throughout the series and he's just getting better and better and better you know what i mean mm. but like the, i just watched arguably one of the darkest episodes ever so like i don't know but, Brief spoiler alert, spoiler warning for season three, episode five of Barry. It's, oh, they've got these plots moving quite well, where Gene's going through his thing with his son, Barry um, is going his whole thing, with going through his thing with Sally, Sally's show is getting canceled after not even being out for like 24 hours. Mm. Um, so all of that is like, you know, relatable and also a bit of a critique on real, genuine pop culture. And then Barry also has this big sociopathic moment um, with Sally where he, like, explains how to drive someone crazy. Yeah. And it's just such a amazing monologue, and it's so, like, on the nose. It's very Nightcrawler-y, almost. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's which is one of my favorite movie. movies of all time. And it... I'm just watching this and I'm in awe and I'm just sitting there with Sam and I've just got my jaw on the floor and like yeah there were some laughs in that episode for sure and some of the laughs were like this is so dark I don't know what to say mm. but I think above all I'm confounded that all of the Emmy nominations for this are in the comedy series <laughs> like I don't understand it's 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 funny because I find you know like this season is incredibly bleak you know yeah um, and I think because episode, I think episode five, like I said, it's bleak up to this point, but I think from like five to eight, um, maybe more, uh, maybe more six to eight, uh, is like there's very few laughs throughout like the entire episode. And you're kind of, again, yeah. they're, short, they're short episodes, but by the end, you're like, oh, I laughed once, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the show is, you know, marketed as a comedy. It's, it's fascinating the trajectory it had. 
Okay, so your advice is like watch more. It sounds like absolutely like Dave. I mean, like, I'm, see, I'm finishing it no matter what. I, um, and I know you will, but it's I. I we, this is a show that like week to week, I was just kind of like staring at the TV, like, oh, damn, this show is awesome. They're <laughs> like, making really good, yeah, a lot of really really impressive choices. Mm-hmm. Um, like Barry is is truly fantastic. Um, the okay. dinner scene that she goes to Joe Montana's house is fucking. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in like the whole like the whole series like that just, was like, excellent man him just going like toe-to-toe with a- or uh, i think it's annie the the girl that he used to date yeah and she's just like not putting up with his shit it's like no man <laughs> fuck you it's so funny just like just the facial acting he does of like i did what i said that i don't <laughs> know no <laughs> yeah they they use henry winkler perfectly i'm so glad that he's kind of getting his flowers in this show because oh he deserves it he's so fucking good um okay so briefly then we can just go we can roll this right into the news feed section of the show because i have emmys here and i wanted to briefly mention you know i think it's succession that led this year 25 nominations holy cow for succession uh you're caught up or no Yep. Yeah, so, you know, it's a very strong so show, uh, rightly deserved. I think another big point that I saw was that Marvel really took the Emmys by storm last year with the debut of uh, WandaVision. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think they had 23 nominations just for WandaVision. Hmm. Um, whereas they have three shows eligible for Emmys and were nominated, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, and Loki. Um, but not a single cracked a top category. Like, no actors, no best drama, no miniseries, none of that. So they were left out pretty much every major category. Well, this year was a heavyweight in everything. Like, I don't Yeah, they were up against some pretty intense stuff. In a slow year, I'm sure they'd be kind of be slidden in just because it's, you know, it's yeah. Marvel and they're big names, or big name actors and all mm-hmm. that. But this year is, or I guess, is it last year? They're, no, it'd be this year's shows. Yeah, well, 2021. Yeah. It's weird how like they kind of cut things off, but yeah, no, like. But I mean, you know, they're up against yeah. like l- listen to drama, Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, Yellow Jackets, all heavyweights. Like I, I, I know nothing about Yellow Jackets. Me neither. It's funny. It's the only one, and then comedy, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Marvelous, Miss Maisel, Only Murders in the Building. Ted Lasso, what we do in the shadows, like extremely strong year for the uh, if you're a TV fan. I know hacks. A lot of people talk about hacks. As being really I've heard good. it also, a lot. Only murders in the building is supposed to be really. Good. I've been actually been meaning to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's the Emmys. Um, there's a couple quick things here. Did you hear about this Death Note live action series? Do you know who the co-creators are? Stranger Things guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, based on how great that movie was. Dude, it's so criminal that you haven't seen that. You haven't seen Ant- Death Note, the anime, right? No, I haven't. The at guy all. with the podcast. The an- <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we haven't mentioned anime once. <laughs> yeah, I'm. We're get, we're getting there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna Basically. end on anime today, but I will yeah. say to the listener, we're gonna be right back to where we normally are next week. We had we've had a lot to catch up on. Okay, mm-hmm. cut That's us some slack. Much. It's also our podcast, <laughs> so get okay. No, I won't swear at you. But uh, you know what I mean. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, you don't even know. Like, you didn't see the movie, right? No. Can you imagine if you didn't see the anime, but you did see the movie? Oh my I God. would end this podcast here <laughs> right now. 
Okay, so I'm not watching with bated breath, but I might watch. Dude, you have to watch the fucking anime. I it was funny. Like I think when you know we had sent it to you know the group chat, um, and Leanne was like, we we should watch that. And I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. If you're, but it's it's just one of those ones, right? It's like one of the other big ones. But um, we uh, well, right now we're kind of re riffing through Doctor Stone just because uh, we watched the special there. What well, we'll talk about in a little bit, but that completely gripped Leanne. She's mm. like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'm like, oh, she oh, never yeah. saw it. She had never seen yeah, it. That no. might be up her alley, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves it. Um, yeah. Again, we'll, we'll talk about the special. But I think with Death... Just one more thing on Death Note is I think the success of Stranger Things and the guys, whether they're like behind the camera for this as much as they are for Stranger Things, these guys know how to build a world. Clearly. I think they understand dark sci-fi and you know, I you agree know with Elvish that. themes, which I, I believe Death Note kind of touches on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, the the macabre and all that so like i think if there's anyone to do it well it would be these guys and it sounds like you know that they have fucking money from from netflix which doesn't always work mm -hmm. but i think if they have the same kind of focus with stranger things even half of what stranger things has done i think this, it stands a chance genuinely yeah no i i agree with that you know seeing the reception that stranger things has uh received the last little while that sounds like they're great haven't seen anything past season two Assuming. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, people love it apparently. It I, I will. I'll get around to it. Um, I think like the last thing on the news feed because like there's like other random things, but for me mm -hmm. is like the boys spinoff um, is being cast done. Reveal? No, I don't know if they did cast, but I saw that like they're yeah they showed off all the stars for the show. Uh, okay, well I just read that it's gonna intertwine with the boys, the actual show. Like I'm sure it'll be cameos and all that shit. Um, but you know, or I think. The series showrunner Eric Kripke has confirmed that certain storylines from season three will lead into the debut of mm. its uh, The Boys Presents Varsity spinoff. So that'll be a ride and a half, I bet. Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of parlaying this into like a bigger universe is probably not a bad idea and like very on brand for them. So I'm sure it'll be good. I wonder if it's original if there's like source material based on that. On The Boys? I wonder if there's like a spinoff. Uh, comic of like you know the the college in in this universe that's a good question for young uh soups or if this is just like from the minds of kind of thing yeah okay let's talk about anime yeah dude yeah dude um <laughs> overlord season four is premiering yeah. this july have you seen any overlord no nothing. good me neither saw one episode two fan servicey fuck all y'all overlord fans this has been the anime <laughs> podcast um vinland saga Season two is coming this year, yeah. right? This year? Mm -hmm. um, uh, January. January 2023. If you haven't seen Vinland Saga season one, it's just oh, been added to Netflix. So you have no excuses. It is fantastic. It's Wit Studio. Is it original, Grant? No, it's not original. There's no, it's not. It's adapted, yeah. Um, so let that be known. So the two takeaways. genuinely. Yeah, the two Dave takeaways Asper, here yeah. are fuck Overlord and watch <laughs> Vinland Saga. That's... That's going on shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but to Grant's point, yeah, it's like one of the best. A lot of people it, have it on their top list. It's I great. love it so much. Le Le you, it was as per your recommendation, and it completely gripped Leanne and I. Like, it's genuinely one of her I'm a man of culture, top of Grant. You are. That you are. What do you want from me? But he doesn't like Overlord, so are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, okay. I want to know. I'm going to let you pick. You've, you've got some anime yeah. in your list here. We can't cover them all. Pick three. Pick three. But I'm going to pick one of them right now. 
You've been watching Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> or Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo's Bizarre Adventures. Yeah. Right? Um, okay, so the caveat to that is I had to stop at that episode. <laughs> no interest what whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> I understand, and you know, I'm sure Joe, you know Joe's going to listen to this, and he's going to be like, "No, no, no, dude, you got to keep watching." Um, like, I get it. The I think the I think you know whether even if this is like the lesser season in a lot of people's eyes, and it gets much better, I do think this first season still does a good job of you know presenting what JoJo is and why people love it so much, and it's like you know it's. It's like, you know, it's one of the legacy shows. Like, it's from the 80s, and, like, you know, there's so many shows that wouldn't be what they were without this. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's funny. I, it just it just wasn't for me. Like, it, it, maybe I was, it, you know, it could be chalked up to, like, I was in the right, you know, mood for it. But I think you have so, to be in a psychosexual, schizophrenic oh, mood to, for the show to make sense. It just kind of fell flat for me, you know. Like it yeah. was, it was funny what they were doing. Like there was moments too, like, um, <laughs> like it's funny too. Like I'm laughing and I'm thinking back to these moments, and I, I did kind of enjoy it. But like, there's a scene where JoJo goes to London to find the cure for his father. <laughs> And like he gets jumped in the alleyway. See, now I'm second. Now I want. I feel like I should finish the season, but um, dude, sorry. He go gets ahead. jumped, and like he throws down with you know the was it Ario Speed? <laughs> <The guy>. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's like, wow, the fucking balls on this guy. He's like, no, I'm not gonna let anyone harm him. And like he just becomes like his dude. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that that was hilarious. Like genuinely, dude. That's the show. Like it's yeah, it's nonsensical confrontations. I don't know. Maybe in, I don't know. Like, do but they, it's like is the there highs a... did not for me. Like there was like the high moments are great, and there's like no doubt about it. But like it's the in between moments that are like this. This is not good enough for me to stick around for these other moments. I think the way I came around to it, and to be fair, like did I you got, finish the first season? Sorry? No, like okay. I uh, I think I finished the first arc but like season one has more than one arc i the fan the fanta what is it the phantom mask it yeah the arc you're in is called the phantom mask arc i think okay and it, it is known as the hardest one to get through mm. apparently and i got through it and then i like got into the next one which is sort of a continuation of it in a weird way but with new characters i won't spoil anything sure but like you know i I, at that point, I just stopped because, like, I fell off for whatever reason. We probably had to cover something else. But I remember thinking, like, I wonder if, like, the amount of people that love JoJo, like, do they all take edibles before watching it? Because that would make so much more sense. Because, like, uh. I don't know what frame of mind these people are in. Like, it's just... You, you, you get what I mean when I say it's fantastical, right? And it absurd. Feels, it feels silly for silly's sake. Which, yeah. Which, when you dedicate to that, I think works. And it's you can't I would I don't I wouldn't knock it, but it's I don't know it was just it felt like a little too much. Like, yeah. It's like I think I'm just gonna you know say again what I said before is like the highs are awesome, but the lows are like oh my god this is I'm slugging through this. Yeah man. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So Jojo. I don't know. We're talking about an hour laughing. You know maybe maybe I'll finish the first season. We because like Joey like fucking swears by this show well here's the thing tons of people do right i know tons and tons and tons of people do so joey's my guy joey says he likes it i gotta check it out yeah so So, like we should try though 
Yeah, we, no. Like, we should try and sync up and then watch them together um, oh or, or something. That would be fun, actually. But, yeah, I, I don't know, because it's such a freaking weird one, man. But JoJo, all right, fair enough. Um, if you can, give it another go. Um, what else? What else have we got? So, I'm going to cheat. I'm just going to talk about it briefly, because, you know, <clears throat> Dr. Stone special. Son of a bitch. The Ryusi. Um I think this one, it's a, I think it's 45 or 54 minutes. It's long. I have it reversed. It's long. It does, it in, the one episode encapsulates everything that is awesome about Dr. Stone. I was blown away at the quality of it. Uh, the animation was a s- step above all season two. Um, I don't know if that has to do with the fact that it's like just a singular episode. Maybe they got like the movie budget treatment. Or kind of, or just had or lots of time, or or that's what it is. They just had extra time to work on it, kind of thing. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was enough. Like Leanna watched it. You know, like I was saying earlier, she's like, "Oh, I I would like to watch that." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> yeah," and like it just completely hooked her. Um, there's Chrome has some moments in this that I was like fucking like gut laughing. Like I I love that character. Um, I almost forgot how much they swore in this show. Like you don't see that a lot in anime. Like actual swearing, like in the mm-hmm. subs. It was every time they did it, it caught me off guard, but um, made me laugh. Anyways, it's great. I highly recommend people watch Doctor Stone. I think it's an awesome show, and I think this is a the the character because they introduced this Ryusi character, and he could not fit more perfectly into the already like like wild kooky cast of that show. He's such a good addition. It's incredible. Like he's oh the special is named after a new character. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the they it's he's because like the end of season two, you know, small spoilers is like the goal is to go across the sea, to, you know, to seek out like what caused the petrification, and they're like, how do we traverse the sea? So that's what this whole episode is about, of like who do we, you know, it's who do we awaken to help us like achieve that goal? Yeah, and it's uh, goddamn, so freaking good, so nice. fucking good, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna try and catch it this week. So, it's always know. gonna be there. Like we have a year away. You know, until the third ton, season. We have like, a ton of time to kill. It's it's yeah. It's not something I think you need to like rush out and do it. But when you do do it, I you're gonna enjoy it. Like it's 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 just Doctor Stone. Like just better. You know, like just very well made episode. Killer. Oh, I'm excited for it. Last one. What do we got? Oh, last one. And then we're going to have jam-packed anime next week. We promise. Okay. Um, do you just want to talk about the Trigon pilot then? Yeah, actually. Because we both watched uh, the pilot for Trigon. But if I remember correctly, Grant did not... You've never seen Cowboy Bebop, right? Uh, we watched the first episode. Oh, yes. Okay. So... Do Very you... Same, same, but not. Yes, okay. So we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Um, brighter and more comedic than Cowboy Bebop. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I didn't love it. I'll say that up top. Same, um, same. It felt very of the times. Like, you know, it's weird. I was watching it and I was like, oh, this reminds me of Neon Genesis. Um, just in kind of color palette and similar animation styles. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think very 90s. Um, <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah, but like... It was, I could see why, you know, this was a big show, and I'm definitely going to, now that I've watched the first episode of this, I'm definitely going to check, because they're rebooting, I think that was why we watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very curious to see, like, how they adapt um, this, and then kind of 
whether they do a whole because this thing people aren't sure if they're doing like a full like reboot of this or they're kind of it's a continuation yeah so like it's still kind of vague so but um like cool look to it and it's just the characters didn't kind of land for me and also we were like confused the whole time but i think that's the whole yeah jive of the pilot it was very strange well you know a great man once said pilots are hard pilots are hard (laughs) yeah man um but no i think okay so yeah unfortunately no great conflict here um it's a lighter earth-based apparently i think cowboy bebop like Mm. i mean that's what i took away from the pilot i've seen all of cowboy bebop i really liked it i'm due for a rewatch but um i thought it was great or not great i thought it was good like you know like you said very much of the time Mm-hmm. I unfortunately don't have a ton more to add on Trigun. Like, I just didn't feel a ton about it, you know? Yeah, it's... I don't know. Like, it reminds me of... You know, like... You know, I, I said Neon Genesis, but, like, just the... Um, did you ever watch uh, Heavy... Or Heavy Metal? Or at least see the poster. It was, like, a no idea what that is. project. It was from the 80s, I think. I can't remember the people behind it, but it was essentially... It was, like, an anime... Like, a Western animated project. And, you know, it was, like... Um, Kind of like Ghost in the Shell ish, like very like you know very pointy, like lots of like big shoulder pads and all that. Mm. Um, so like it's the show is clearly like '90s, but it felt '80s. Like right. it's weird how like the this one episode of Trigon like was hitting all these bases, and it just like so visual. Like they really like hit home the visual stuff, but and the audio was good too. Actually, I really dug like the all the sh- there's a lot of shooting in the pilot. Yeah, there's a like, ton. Cool, like, the good, good audio design. Yeah, I want to try that yeah, I one. I wouldn't... And I want to try... Have you heard of Samurai Champloo? Yeah, I've never... Uh, never known nothing about it, but I've heard the name. Yeah, I'm, the, the, like Trigun and that one, I've heard a lot about. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I want to try both of those. Like, these 90s animes that seem to have these big cult followings. And have you ever heard of the movie Angel's Egg? No, I haven't. I think it's like a super dark like anime movie from the 80s or 90s and people are like oh we're doing a movie night yeah i know people like oh if you love grave of the fireflies you're gonna love this i'm like really jeez that's an interesting sales pitch (laughs) damn yeah but um (laughs) that is a fucked up are you trying to make me upset yeah exactly um i think we got to wrap it up here i can't because unfortunately we couldn't go too long tonight but we had to we had to reunite get all our mm-hmm. feels out, talk about all these things that we've been watching. It's crazy, like, what a part of our lives this podcast is because, like, mm. it feels like we haven't talked in such a long time. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of like catching up We talk up every day. It's like we talk yeah. every single day, but it's like not having this one it's not the same every yeah. Tuesday. It's like yeah. my brain kind of, like, tweaks out a little bit. Yeah. So we had a lot to, to catch up on. And, like, a lot more anime next week. And... We're working on the Neon Genesis, all right? Like, it's coming. We're going to do a review. <laughs> Notes are being made. Yeah, if it's the last thing we do on this podcast, we <laughs> will put out a review. The amount of work, and, like, I don't want to, like, put prop up expectations, but the amount of, like, critical thinking I've been trying to do on this fucking show, I have to talk to Grant about it. And uh, and we have to experience that together. We have to discuss. So, I th- you know... That's that's some of the last promo we'll do on that podcast until it's out, which will be it's soon, coming. but not soon. so soon that I'm going to commit to a date because, I mean, let's be real. Okay, I think we're about good. Are we good? 
Yeah, I'm good. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Do the social thing, Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the places where you would support a podcast. Do the appropriate social media action that feels right for you. I think that's it. That's it. Grant? Yes, that is it. Okay. You say bye, guys. (laughs) Bye, guys. Cheers.